this another morning, another opportunity to reset, to invite ourselves into our body. So we'll start with a couple breaths, inhaling through the nose. So take a moment to still yourself, the physical body, which can encourage the mind to still itself as well. So inhale through the nose. And just go slow with the inhales. So just take your time, take as much time as you need. The whole world will wait. Notice what it takes to fill yourself completely in this environment. And then softly exhale. Again, taking all the time in the world. Notice what it feels like to feel clear. Notice what it feels like to declutter. We're gonna inhale again. Again, taking your time, taking as much time as you need. There is no rush to get anywhere. Take the time to get to know yourself in this space. to know your dimensions, the inner working of where your boundaries are, the shape. Where you're comfortable. Take one more inhale here. Inhaling through the nose. And just take all the time in the world. Very rarely do we get the reminder that we have all the time in the world. All the time in the world to take this breath All the time in the world we need to heal, to digest. And begin to exhale. So today we're gonna to talk about emotional calories and just nutrition in general from an emotional aspect. You know, a lot of times we, we go through life just, there's kind of this grab and go mentality. The thought process of I don't have enough time 
I'm not educated enough. I'm just gonna trust somebody else's word. We have this challenge. And some of this we talked about yesterday where we're leaning into other people's lives, other people's experiences rather than our own. But when we want something to be a life change, a complete life changing event, right? So like with diet, we're not just trying to lose weight or gain weight. What we're trying to do is get our body to function at its peak, at the highest level. And some of this is done by the quality of ingredients that we take in. For so many of us, we're eating a lot of dead food, right? Any Anything that's dead food is food that has been processed and hasn't been alive, right? Has been cut from the source and has been sitting around for a while with no live nutrients in it. And what's easy about this is there's no preparation and it kind of can be like a mindless act where we just take it in and the mindset of my body will deal with it. My body will deal with it. I don't have time. I can't afford the time, can't afford the money. A lot of this ends up being habits that build upon habits. But what ends up happening is if we're eating, we're consuming processed food, we start feeling a little bit more dull in life itself. It almost goes unnoticed. There's a sense of lethargicness, right? We're like, we'll take on a couple extra calories, then we'll do a little bit more exercise and we'll lose it. But what we're not realizing is there is so much focus on the damage control rather than the high quality experience to begin with. Not realizing that if we take the time, take all the time in the world, noticing that the world will wait. The world will wait for you to decide. The world will wait for you to commit to whatever it is that you commit to. When we begin to make healthier choices, we begin to shift the patterns to healthier habits. And yes, the body will resist. There will be pieces of ourselves that will always resist change. But when we shift to a healthier mindset, transitioning from 
processed food, which is in our case a processed experience, to a live one, what we're doing is, is we're going into a space where at all times we're feeling alive. And there is a difference between the craving to live and actually living. Living takes participation. It takes awareness. It demands or really invites the whole of you, right? To show up and be present. It also invites the sense of stillness and declutter and decluttering, right? So what we end up looking for is a quality in the experiences we're having which is like when we're transitioning to a higher quality food, right? Transitioning to eating live food versus processed food. What we're trying to do with our experiences is begin to engage from a fully present and aware space. A processed experience is almost like a predictable experience. We're going, for so many of us, we enter environments where we can guarantee love, affection, success, results. We're going for that, you know, 24 hour fitness kind of, uh, you know, fullness, you know, five hour energy, 24 hour energy kind of experience rather than enter a space where the thing that we end up depending on is our own energy, our own presence, our personal ecosystem. Where this, where this kind of habit stems is, unfortunately for a lot of us, we've been raised in environments where there's a sense of dependability. We create the sense of, other people created the sense of, we can't live without them which is important. It's important to live within the sense of community. But what's also important is this sense of individuality. And for so many of us, the connection to individuality is a lonely place. When we talk about our personal selves, there's a lot of insecurity there. 
or negativity there rather than positivity or high dense nutrients, right? Like th that real life there. But life starts with us. And if we know that every experience is a gift, every experience we step into is an opportunity to gain something. But if we, if we are completely present in ourselves, what ends up happening is we're aware of the experience rather than the outcome. We're more focused on the energy than we are on what we're going to be able to hold on to or clutter our day with. Because those are the extra calories. Those are the things that get us distracted. So I want you to think about something you might have struggled with yesterday. Just think about the, that extra thought that lingered like extra calories. That was kind of that processed information that really you could have done without yesterday. And then I want to ask you, what would your day like be like without it? So knowing that the thought, thoughts in itself are the seeds that are planted that end up creating this insecurity and resistance. But ultimately, as women here, it, it, it's, it's sprouts seeds of doubt and also stress, which for so many of us, we struggle with on a daily on a daily basis you know optimizing how to lower the stress level in general and for so many of us we've mastered the sense of peace around us but in our head it can be very loud We struggle with gaining that peace of mind. So yes, there's something called therapy. You can go work through some of the issues. That's one part. That's like going to a dietitian and creating a, st a strategic diet for yourself. But when we get home and we start making the choices the choices of what is a wholesome thought, right? What is a wholesome thought? Does this thought give me life? Does this thought give me experience? 
Do I feel alive? Or is this just another like snack packet in the closet, right? With no nutrition. So it might give me energy, but no nutrition. When we begin to simplify our lives and we start stepping into the sense of living, right? So coming to a place, coming from a place of feeling completely alive at all times, participating, right? Participation is key. Where we feel included. So much of the isolation we feel is ourselves isolating ourselves rather than this sense of inclusion, which is life itself. It can only begin with you. Asking yourself, what thought, what gesture can make me feel more comfortable within myself? How much time do I need to feel full, to feel whole? What are the things that help me feel more complete. And a lot of times it's just taking a moment to breathe in completely. Inviting ourselves into our body and letting the body be a collaborator, giving the body just as much value as you give the mind in the sense of supporting you in your day. Just being aware of where you are. Because the thoughts can just escape like helium. They'll just rise. And they'll give rise to anything that shows up. Our body has the potential to help us ground. ground ourselves in that space. But when we begin to transition into actual living, living every experience to the fullest, which is this rich, nutritious life, we end up spending, we swap out this artificial sensation for real ones. What starts to happen is your body might be in a space where it struggles with digesting it at first. Simple example for me, I didn't, you know, I was vegan for about eight years. After getting some blood work done and going, you know, this is something I do regularly, but then going for my blood work, um, I noticed that I was highly deficient in iron and I started eating meat again. And the first thing I experienced was a sense of indigestion. And I was tired. Um, and I reached out to my naturopath and he, he communicated that my body doesn't have enough digestive enzymes to be able to digest this food. But my body needs it. There was also a weird emotional sensation 
of feeling full for longer. So we worked on breaking it down. I had to start in smaller, smaller chunks and I had to nap and I had to take the time to build my body up to being able to handle the protein on that level. But from an emotional sensation, through over the years, I struggled with, there was a void. I was struggling with certain things in my life where I couldn't, I, I, I wasn't full. I couldn't feel full. It was a transition of, you know, different experiences in life that mirrored the lack of fullness or elimination. And it started mirroring everything. And one of the areas that it began to mirror was in the way I ate. I wouldn't be able to sit down and eat a full meal and feel completely full. I was always left hungry. So one of when I transitioned into this space, one of the thir- first things I started to feel was completely full. And I got really emotional. And it was, it was interesting to me how much it triggered me and how far from that finish line I was. But when, we, when I began to just say to myself, it's okay, I'm not gonna go into what this actually means to me, right? So rather than giving that meaning, I, was, I said, I'm going to trust this and show up. So it, was, it wasn't so much about the identity of how I eat, right? The goal was to have a, my goal is to be able to be a whole woman, complete woman, physically, emotionally, feel that complete sensation, um, experience womanhood. from a live perspective. And that took some dedication. So one of the things that I learned was, you know, cause one of the things that comes up is, oh, I wish I had this before. I wish I, I knew this before. But the beauty is that we are given the information when we're ready and exactly at the right time. So what I began to notice was, as I started preparing myself to enjoy the sensation of fullness, on different levels, I was able to hold space as I ate for feeling full and operating from another dimension of fullness. But then the people that I would attract in my life or the things that I attract in my life, I look for wholeness a lot more than brokenness. Now, it's what I see in a person. It's what we see. It's what we see when we're looking. So rather than looking to, to criticize, we can see a sense of wholeness in that. But then from a food perspective, 
I'm eating more health, more whole food, right? So food that that's whole from the source. From an experience perspective, it's important to look for experiences that are whole from the source. That's why like this kind of meditation is such a great addition to that because there's something really whole and complete. When we can sit inside ourselves, strip away the complication and nurture ourselves from this nectar of serenity, letting it ripple through our body and feel completely content within. And what happens is when we're able to really feel this fullness, when we go out and we work from a slower space where we're moving slower, we take all the world, all the time in the world to make certain decisions rather than create chaos. We take the time silently to wait for the right moment. And everything's a schuss, right? Everything's an opportunity. And no opportunity should be taken for granted. But it's like every thought is a prayer. And with that, we can really create this live environment where we can begin to go through the world participating, feeling whole and attracting wholeness towards us. Because at the end of the day, When somebody comes into our space, what we're doing is we're inviting them either to into their higher selves or lower selves, right? If you eat candy, you feel like crap. And if you eat something healthy, there's something really wholesome about it. That's us going into that world. When we work on our own thoughts, in our internal environment and clean it up. What ends up happening is in every single person, we invite their best self out. I shared once that it's like the concept of, almost like the concept of Yerushalayim. The concept of Yerushalayim is when somebody, when you think of somebody you admire, when you step into that person's presence, what happens is, is you naturally operate from your highest self. There's no rules. You don't have to be like, dress this way, behave this way, do this, don't do that. That person automatically invites you into your best self. So what happens is, is that person's performance, they're performing 
from a place you gave them permission to perform from. You are the nurturing. You could be that highly dense nutrition for that person in that moment. So many people say they don't have control over the people in their life and how people, whatever, all the things. But when we begin to clean up our act in the sense of really having in mind that the goal is not to change anyone else, but to bring the best out of everybody. It's not about eliminating toxic people from your life, but being able to draw out the nutritious experiences and be the nutritious experience for that person. Through taking the time to create wholeness in yourself first. And for this last little bit, um, so packaged food, processed food has a really long shelf life. Live food does not. It expires within a few days and that's, and that's it. And it, the experience is what it is. When we're operating from a lifeless place, what we're trying to do is hold on to something and make it last. We're trying to create the longevity in it. But then what happens is our mind and our body go to sleep. So we have, it has life in it, but it can give us nothing. When we step into a space where we're eating live food, which is we are exchanging from a live place, we're not trying to predict how long an experience will last. We're not trying to hold on to a partner. We're not trying to hold on to a job or a status, a social status or financial status. We show up and we're able to just enjoy, really, really appreciate the nutrients of the day, the nutrients of the hour, the nutrients of the conversation, of the sensation and be grateful for it while it lasts. And trust that there are many more to come. So I encourage you all to go into your day and just inquire what feels nutritious to you. What are the things that make you feel genuinely alive within what are the things that give you peace of mind and give you permission to take all the time in the world? Where can you be the nutrition for others? Thank you all for showing up today in this experience. As always, it's greatly appreciated. I'll open it up for questions now or shares if anyone has any. Esther, can you explain again um, how you went from a place of feeling hungry 